Thick, our uh, overseeing organization, and uh, we've asked him to come and speak in this uh, important uh, time. And, uh, and I know it's uh, been a bit of a struggle for you uh, with your family. Your mom's not doing well in hospital. It's uh, getting to that time. Um, it's uh, 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 nostalgic for me because I remember uh, working with uh, Todd's mom and dad in Columbia for a couple of weeks uh, many years ago, 73. And uh, their, their ministry over the years has been so great. So let me pray for you, Todd, as uh, thank you for coming and being here this time and pray for you. Lord, thank you that we can look into your word and that it speaks to us on all of life situations. Thank you that uh, you brought your servant with us this morning, Todd. Pray that your Holy Spirit would be upon him, anoint him to speak to us and to each of us. We are all in different places we all have different thoughts in our minds, uh, different things going on, but may something that you have for us would come through your word, your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts, and we would know that you are God. And may the words of Todd's mouth and the meditation of his heart be acceptable in your sight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Todd. Thank you very much, Dwight. Uh, you know, I, I love every time I come here, I, I love it. You guys are always doing stuff. There's always things going on. And so I was just sitting there and, and listening to the concert you're going to have. I know you're doing stuff in the community. You guys always do. And it actually really excites me to come here and just, just hear what your church family is doing. So thank you. Um, love it. Love it. Um, it, it. It is a tough day today. I've heard a few comments made. It, it's, it's an emotional day. Um, it's a good day. Team Canada and Team Croatia are playing. Are any of you recording it? I, maybe you already saw the results. It's an emotional day, my friends. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you know, I think I can say that partly because uh, Darren and I, uh, I think we have an understanding. Darren, as you know, loves sports. And normally he actually has his jerseys on, especially with Team Canada, stuff like that. So I think I can get away with that. But actually, it, it's a good day. It's an emotional day. Um, because we are saying goodbye, we're saying see you later, and um, to a wonderful family who God has brought here. Uh, I, I don't know, you invited me to come here on the day after they resigned as a couple to speak. I don't know how I got that gig, and now I get to come here on this emotional day. I'm starting to get a bit of a complex. Um, but quite honestly, um, Darren and Lori, we, we do thank you. And I know you guys got together, and David was here yesterday, I think, if you were here um, at, the, at the dinner and probably shared a bit. But on, si on behalf of the fellowship, uh, we do appreciate your leadership here. We appreciate your leadership as a couple, uh, as a healthy family. Um, and an example that way, we appreciate your, your genuineness and realness. And um, we appreciate... Uh, the memories that you have made and that you share. And, um, yeah, and so memories are good. Now, more memories are, are, are to be made. We know that. And so what I've found, I've been on the pastor side and I've been on the, the church board side, and, and as a pastor, I saw people come and go that I dearly loved in a church, and that's hard. And not everybody knows that, and that is the blood, sweat, and tears and joys in being in leadership. And, and you guys would would know that. Um, 
And then when it's on the other side, the church gets a glimpse. And it's hard, right? It is. But this is part of life, and it's good. And God wants to let us know that he is here walking through us each moment of the way. And in fact, that's kind of the theme for our time this morning in God's Word, and it comes from Genesis chapter 12, and so you can turn there with me. But um, where does God want to take us today to meet the needs that we have right now? (laughs) Right now. I think He wants to answer this question for us. Who do you trust? We're having leaders who are leaving who we trusted. Who do we trust now? I think it's a good question. We have the candle of hope. Thank you for lighting it. It is about who do we trust? <laughs> it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, about 15, 16 years ago, I had to put my dog down. <laughs> this is my dog. His name is Thompson. Got him from a pound up north when I was in Smithers. And uh, my kids loved him. My kids were little. My wife and I, my wife always wanted a dog, never could have one as growing up. And so we, we got one. Um, and, and you could tug on his ears. You could wrestle with him. He would just lick you. He would love you to death. He would protect you. But eventually he made it to 15 human years, which is 100 plus dog years. And we had to put him down. I don't think I ever cried so much. I, I never thought that would ever happen. But we have to move on. And so I thought, you know what? Um, I left it up to Karen, my wife. She, she's, we're both dog lovers, but she really is close to, to our dog. And so I said, okay, Karen, when, when do you want? Do you want to get another dog? Where do we go with this? You know, we've had good memories. What do we do now? And she's like, well, I do want one, but... I'll take a little time. I need to grieve. I need, to, I need to, before I can move on. I said, okay. So left it for a week or two. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to do something because I'm a loving husband. Most days. My wife, you'll have to ask her that question. But, and a father. And I'm like, I'm going to help my family find another dog. Because that's what a good person would do. And so I was praying about this, and I was, I was working through it. And I, I, I ran my dog every day. I know dogs. I know what my, and I know my family. I know what they would want. I know what they need. And so I found this dog. <laughs> A chihuahua named Todd. What gets better than that? A chihuahua named Todd. Now, hmm. So I, I brought this home to my family, and, and I said, hey, you know, what do you think? Chihuahua Todd came with this description. I don't know if you can see it there, but I'll read a little bit. It says this, my story, like, that comes with the dog. It says, meet Todd. This is a very special little boy. Is a two-year-old chihuahua with a charming head tilt. That's key. He was the owner surrendered to a high kill shelter. Or sorry, uh, his owner surrounded him, surrendered him to a high kill shelter. Todd is a very sweet and affectionate little boy. He has a head tilt, however, that makes it very, him very special. And this can on occasion affect his balance at home. So a house with very little stairs would probably be a good idea. Or no stairs at all. You can read the rest. And I'm like, huh. Hmm. That sounds like Todd. So my kids, of course, and my wife see this, and they're like, yeah, I don't think so. Like, leave the dog shopping to us. You know, um, 
we can laugh and, and that, but, but who do we trust? You think my kids are going to trust me to find them a dog now? They're going to trust me to be selfish. Um, who do we trust? Who do you trust? What is God asking of us this morning? Do we trust Him? Do we trust us? Do we try to make a combination of both? This morning, God's going to build a case to stop trusting us and begin to trust Him. Okay? Stop trusting us and begin to trust Him. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth time, maybe for the billionth time. (laughs) This is where we land. Leave yours, live God's. That's all. Leave yours, live God's. Trust God. Stop trusting in your abilities. Stop trying to direct your life. Genesis 12 says this. The Lord had said to Abram, Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. You know the cool thing? You know what Matthew 1.1 says? Hardly anybody reads the first part of Matthew. You know why? It's because it's genealogy. But you know what the great thing about that genealogy, the first part says, and you can look it up, Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham, and off he goes, and that's who we're talking about today. Really cool. Verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran, and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Morah. At that time, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. Leave yours, live God's. Trust God. To help us wrestle through this life-challenging question, we get to actually look at the questions God asked Abram and how Abram responds for our time this morning. You know, up to, up to this point, we aren't given a whole lot of history about Abram. We're told a little bit of who, he, who his father was, kind of where he lived, little, where, where that all comes for him. That's about as much history as we're given. But now we get this glimpse of this inner conversation between God and, and Abram. And I, I really love these kinds of things. That's the wrestle. That's why I love the Psalms. You get to hear. You get to hear what's going on, and you get to see. You know, I find it interesting that he is in his 70s. In fact, it actually tells us he's 75 years old. Folks, we never stop trusting God. We don't turn it off. In fact, we are asked to trust him each day until we're no longer on this earth. Right? So where are you trusting God? Where is he taking you? Where does he want to take us? First thing is this, the call. I think it was mentioned this morning a bit already. God calls us. God calls us. In other words, he says, you know what? There's things for you. (laughs) There's things that um, I want to enjoy with you. 
There's things that you're going to be challenged with. It's life. But he actually breaks into life, and he stops, and he calls. And this is Abram's call, verse 1. Abram, it's time to leave go your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go. <laughs> go to the land I'll show you. This was his call at this time in his life. He had other ones, but this is this one that we're getting a, a, a privy to see. What's your call? What's God's call for you right now? God is saying, let me direct your life. Leave yours, live God's. Stop trusting you, start trusting God. Leave your direction for your life and live God's direction and purpose and next steps for your life. In other words, seek God for direction. I think sometimes we think, oh, I'm not going to pray that because then God's going to bring something to me. And No, God already is. <laughs> He's already calling you. Prayer allows us to understand and be focused and be in tune and recognize His voice. Start making God the standard in which we make decisions and measure the things of life. And stop making us the standard. We're going to talk about that in just a second. <laughs> Leave yours Live God's. Following God doesn't have to be complicated. Neglecting to follow God actually is what complicates our life. Following God is not complicated. Neglecting God complicates our life. So here we are, church. Here we are, Darren and Lori. <laughs> God's calling. God's calling Darren and Lori and the family to something. God's calling the church to family to something. What are we going to choose? What's next? God's calling. But this is what he's saying. He's saying simply, go and I will show. Verse 1. Go, trust me, and I will show. Love that. In fact, for the next 13 chapters, we don't have time to read it this morning, but I encourage you to, 12 to 25, we actually get to see what happens when Abram trusts God. He puts it there for us to look at and to read and to enjoy and to understand. And I encourage you to look at it. In fact, before the end of this chapter, we have Abram going to Egypt. And he makes his decisions in Egypt. And some aren't what God would want. And it costs him. And it costs those around him. By the way, just so you know, the choices that we make impact others. I think we know that. The choices we don't make, did you know they impact others? Everything we do and don't do impacts others. Who do you trust? How many of us have chosen Chihuahua Todd? <laughs> and what's been the result? My family made a much better choice than me, and I think I might have a picture of him. His name is Deacon. Deacon can do stairs. <laughs> Up and down. <laughs> uh, we're glad that others make choices sometimes. Abram choice, chose to obey God. He was not, and when he did, he was not coming back. Do you notice this passage, verse 4 and 5? It says here, So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. Lot went with him. Verse 5, he took his wife, he took his nephew, he took all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people that had come into his household, and he headed for the land of Canaan. He took everything. When God asks you to go, you go with everything. There's no second plan to it. <laughs> you take it all. You trust Him wholly. You trust Him fully. It's time to go all in with God. It's time to make a complete break with God. 
Um, don't leave anything behind because we're not coming back. Love the memories. Memories are great. A, few month, a month ago, I got to preach on memories. We talked about that here, making memories. Memories are great, but we don't move forward with old memories. They're motivators, but we make new memories. That's what God is saying to us today. Trust God, we'll make new memories. You know, that's easy said, isn't it? Isn't that easy said? Ah, of course it is. Abram had some challenges here. So let's just look at them for a second. He says this. The Lord said to Abram, leave your country, leave your relatives, leave your family, father's family, and go. Hmm. So what challenges us when God calls us? When God says, hey, I want you to go in this direction. What gets in the way? He says here, leave your native country. In other words, leave, go, walk away, move, begin to live, start a new way of life. That's what the word means. But your native country, in other words, what you know, what is familiar to us, what we've trusted. Perhaps this means we leave a physical location. Perhaps this means we leave a mental location. <laughs> Perhaps this means that we change relationship locations. But you got to go. But isn't that what gets in the way sometimes? We're so used to comfort. We're so used to, uh, to, to those around us. And it's hard to go. It's hard to change. Have you ever moved? Have you ever had to pack up everything and move everything? <laughs> oh, man. You don't leave anything behind. You're not going off to school and you can leave stuff at your parents' house. You're leaving. But it also says here you leave your relatives. Hmm, what does that mean? Maybe that's a woohoo for some of us. Don't, don't go, don't go there. You know, I think he's saying you, you, you sometimes God calls you to leave those you know really well. Sometimes those who have given you advice for years, God says it's time to go. Where do you get advice from? Hmm. You know, sometimes as good as advice is and as good as the personalities are, and I love Darren and Lori, um, God also brings others in. And sometimes I think we, we hold people uh, and, and we hold them so tightly that we don't let others speak into our lives. And that would be the same for Darren and Lori and wherever God's directing them. And God's saying here, you know, sometimes you need to leave your relatives. It's time to grow Why? Because it's time to, to trust God. We trusted God when Lori and, and Darren came, and we can do it again. But he doesn't stop there. He says, leave, and, uh, leave your father's family. Oh, he's getting tighter here. <laughs> Whew. So what does this mean? I think it means that those you respect, those whose rules you have followed, those who you deeply, deeply love, it might even mean those whose culture you have followed. Good leaders create culture, good culture. And God's saying, things are always on the move. I got someone to create more good culture. Doesn't mean you don't keep some of the good culture, but always be listening. Leave your father's family. Maybe it's time to change culture. Hmm. I'm not just talking church here. I'm talking our own lives, right? Us. 
<laughs> you, me. <laughs> Leave and go to the land I will show you. In other words, stop placing trust in you or the people around you or the things around you and start trusting God. It's time to make a break. Um, thank you, Dwight. You had mentioned about my mom. My mom's in hospice this morning. We moved her into that in, in a short two months. She's gone from really healthy to a number of issues to she probably won't make it to Christmas. So, and, and for our family, it's, it's on the Chapman side, my father's side, it, it's, that's new for us. We haven't had this experience of, uh, of walking a loved one uh, towards heaven. Um, so I was going to visit her yesterday, and uh, I was getting all ready at home, and, and sometimes as we're getting ready to go out somewhere, sometimes the doorbell rings, doesn't it? Or someone knocks, or the phone goes, or, and it's, it's like really inconvenient. You know, and I just happened to get up the shower, you know, I was getting dressed, and the doorbell goes, I'm like, who's coming on a Saturday? So I go towards the door, all wet um, and, and, and messy, and, and it's a gentleman and an umbrella, and he's got a Bible, and I know what he's about to tell me. <laughs> That's all I'll say. And he starts sharing, and generally I'm a really patient guy. I think I am. And, and it's pouring outside, so I'm like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You can keep talking a little bit, although I'm, I'm kind of in a hurry. I need to go. Um, but I won't, I won't burden him with that. And so he's starting to share, and, and, and we talked, uh, you know, about God, the Creator, and all this. This was really, really good, Jehovah God. And, and I, I shared, you know, what I believed, and I, I'm looking forward to Jesus. And then in the middle of all that, I said, oh, by the way, like, I'm actually, I need to leave because I'm going to go visit my mom, who, by the way, is going to meet Creator God soon, just so you know. And, and, and not nothing. Like, he just kept on going. And, I, and so I'm like, huh, okay, let's repeat it again. And so then he kind of just looked at me. Uh, and, and stopped sort of, and I said, actually, you know what? He, and then he said, can I, can I give you something? And, and I said, well, actually, how about this? How about, can you do something for me? I said, would you mind praying for my mom? Would you mind praying for my mom? My mom could really use your prayer. Our family could use your prayer. I shared just a little bit. His name was Ross. I said, Ross, would you mind? And he looked at me, and he's like, like, what? That's not part of the plan. Like, that's not why I'm here. That's not, you know, why we're doing this. You're asking me to what? I said it three times, asked him to pray. And then he did. Graciously, he prayed. Folks, how many times are we like Ross? Our plans are going forward. This is the idea that we've thought about. You know, God's blessing it. He's, you know, here we go. And all of a sudden, God stops it, and he says, stop. <laughs> I want you to come and listen to me. And we're like, no, 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 I got this and I got that. You know, hmm. how many times do we not listen? So what would get us through this challenge? <laughs> These are big challenges. What's going to move it along? Fortunately, for the last part of it, we'll, we'll just go with this. He says a few things, verse 1 to 4 and then 7. God initiates. The Lord said to Abram, the Lord said to Abram, the Lord came in and stops Abram. I don't know how he did it. I don't know if he spoke from the clouds. I, I have no idea. We're not told that, but he says he did say something, and he stopped him. He broke into life. This is the great theme of the book of Genesis and the Bible. God breaks into our lives. We kind of think this is our world, and God says, stop, wait a minute, this is my world. I've created you, invited you into it. 
I'm the author. I'm going to tell you something. And, and Genesis reminds us of that, right? Creation, the flood, God breaks in, stops something, changes things. What we're going to celebrate with Christmas, God breaks in, Jesus came down. We didn't plan any of that. We didn't want any of that. But God had it all planned. It says actually before creation. That's mind-blowing for me. Jesus had his name and his title and his responsibilities and his role before we were ever created. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> but God breaks in, and God broke into Abram's life. God came to Abram, and God comes to us. God broke into Abram's world again and again, and he breaks into our world again and again. And you can probably, as we're thinking, as, oh, yeah, I remember God broke in here, and God broke in here, and I wish God would always do it in a, light, a way I like, but that doesn't always happen, but, but God breaks in. Why does he do that? So you can leave yours and take on him. And that's what he does here. The Bible's full of stories of breaking in. Just so you know, he enters in because he loves us. He enters in because he loves you. All the stories that he enters in, as we read in the Bible, is simply that fact. He loves us. He wants to be with us. He wants to remind us. He wants to take care of us. Until the day we get to heaven, God is going to be meeting our needs and breaking in. In fact, it's, uh, it's fantastic. It says this in John. Um, God has initiated to meet our needs by giving us the Holy Spirit who will teach us all things and remind us of everything Jesus has said and will give us peace and guide us into all the truth. Leave yours, live God's. Verse 2 and 3 says this, I will make you into a great nation, Abram. I will bless you. I will make you famous. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who mistreat you or treat you with contempt. Um, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. God promises. God has promises for us. I will make you, uh, bless you, and bless those who bless you. In fact, we're blessed here today because he broke into Abram's life for us today. <laughs> it's another whole sermon. God has plans for us. They are wonderful plans. They may not be the same plans that he had for Abram, because those are for Abram. <laughs> he has plans for each one of us and for this church and for Darren and Lori as a couple and as individuals and their kids. God will bless us. He blessed Abram. He'll bless us. We may not be blessed in the same manner because we're not Abram, <laughs> but he will bless us. God's plans for us and his blessings are exactly what we need. Just know and remember this. God knows that what we need, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all the things will be given unto us. Right? Matthew chapter 6. So what do we do? Leave yours, live God's. Last encouragement I'll say is this. God is with us. Verse 7. 1 to 3. I, this one I probably love all. Of, of all of these, I love this one. God is with us. God was with Abraham. This is what Emmanuel means. This is what we're celebrating. This is hope. This is Christmas. That he showed up here and reminded us that he never left us. <laughs> oh, I love it. God was with Abram through his life. 
they had a relationship. They had conversations and interactions. In fact, 7, 8, and 9, we get to see they travel together, right? Then, he, then Abram builds an altar at least twice, and he dedicates it. They have this, this, this interaction, this worship time, and, and Abram recognizes that God is there. But what Abram did receive was better than anything he didn't, a relationship with God. Are we after a relationship with God or are we after the things we can get from God? Is God's presence enough for us? That's what he's saying. In fact, he, the word God here is the word Jehovah, the self-existent, the one who can provide anything, the eternal one who always will be there. Like that's, that's the word he uses of himself. That's who's with us, folks. That's who's with Darren and Lori as they move onto whatever next things God has. He is there too. Is God's presence enough for us? Leave yours, live God's. Finish with this. One of the things I've really enjoyed about getting to know Darren and Lori Moore is um, he has probably filled my email box more than any other pastor. <laughs> and and <laughs> I actually, I was looking, I, I'm, I'm horrible at deleting emails. And so I was looking yesterday, like, what did he email me? And, 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 and for a number of years, you know what he emailed me? He emailed me with the goodness of God. He emailed me with your stories that you as a church did together over the last 13 years. That's what it, my box is full of. I have, I have emails of uh, you know, refugee uh, stuff that you guys have done, community involvement, school involvement, baptisms, healing stories, persevering stories, tough decision stories of times he needed and his family needed prayer. That's what my inbox is full of. It's full of God memory stories. It's full of someone trusting God and living it out. And that's why we love Darren and Lori, isn't it partly? Absolutely it is. That's what we're going to miss, right? Absolutely it is. But the reason they trust him and the reason we have those stories is not because of Darren and Lori. It's because of God and the generosity of God through Darren and Lori to bring it to us. But we all can do that because God is with us all. And God will do it again. And that's why we move forward. And that's why Darren and Lori can move forward as well. That's what it's about. Don't stop following. Don't stop trusting. Time to choose. Each day we choose. Leave yours, live God. Heavenly Father, thank you for being so good. Oh, thank you for emotional days, even though they're hard. <laughs> but they do remind us that you made us with emotions. That actually emotions are fantastic because they make us feel loved. They make us feel deeply. Um, they allow us to, to love others. They, they allow us to express things that words don't express very well, maybe. Lord, um, Thank you that um, you provide. Thank you that you are here. Thank you that you are leading. Thank you for the memories that we've gotten. Thank you that uh, you will continue to do that in whatever form that looks with whoever. But Lord, we are so blessed that you are here with us, that you will never leave us. We are so blessed that you put people like Darren and Lori and others in our midst that lead us. And we are so blessed that we have this church family, that we can enjoy these things together, and we can step forward together, and we can experience, as Abram did, uh, your beauty 
and your glory. Lord, thank you that you, you jump into our lives and you call us to go and we get to see you. In your wonderful name, Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen.